Network. News update. In the NFL, Patriots wide receiver Julian Edelman will miss three weeks with a thumb injury he was seen at his camp with a splint on the thumb. Adam Schefter reporting that he had surgery and he will be out at least three weeks. Also, out of the National Football League, DeAndre Hopkins will begin the season on the PUP list, most likely stemming from his shoulder injury last year. News from the NFL to the NBA. The architect of the current day Cleveland Browns, Sashi Brown, has landed a job with the NBA's Washington Wizards. In Major League Baseball, Sean Kelly is expected to under go an MRI on his upper right arm. Kelly felt discomfort in his right biceps tendon while warming up in the eighth inning. On Sunday, the Royals have released right-handed pitcher Willie Peralta. The Tigers signed right-handed pitcher Edwin Jackson to a minor league contract. He was assigned to AAA Toledo. Jackson pitched for the Twins back in 2009. I'm Dan Strapper, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. And now, please welcome your BFFs, your host, 58 from Maryland. And your co-host, 5'9", from St. Francis, Frank Stample. Ladies and gentlemen, your BFFs. Hour number two, BFFs. Action hour here. Greg Sussman, he's Frank Stample. So, Frankie, I, uh, I ended the bachelor party conversation on Saturday morning. All right. All right. Where do we pick it up? So we're picking up Saturday morning where I called the hotel at 7 a.m. I, I told you this, and we were going to take a shot and go back, go back to the hotel. Hopefully they had water. So we got a driver. We were, we were taking Ubers everywhere, and really we needed like three Ubers for 12 of us. But because we had all this stuff, we just got like one big van, like 10 bucks a person, that a driver picked us up. We put all over the alcohol and the food and whatnot in the back. So the driver is like this like transplanted New Yorker who now lives in Florida. Makes sense. Yep. And he was just saying how he's not used to seeing bachelor parties here, and every, you, you just come here to die, basically. Making jokes. Whatever. Okay. So he's like, hey, like, I know it's, it'll, be, it'll be off the books, but like, if you guys need me to make a stop anywhere, like, I'm, I'm happy to do it for you guys. Just like, don't tell like, my bosses. Like, you know, we don't care. Like, sure. Like, it'd be awesome like, if you could just stop at the supermarket. We want to like, pick up sandwiches to bring on the boat. Like, that's the only place we need to stop is just grab some sandwiches and go back to the hotel. All right, some Sammy's on a boat. Makes sense, right? Yep. So he goes, all right, I, I know a great breakfast place. We'll stop for breakfast. Then we'll go to Starbucks. We'll go to Walgreens. We'll get some suntan lotion. We're like, nope. All we need to do is get sandwiches and <laughs> head back to the hotel. Is Got this it. guy like trying to join your group, your party or something? Got it. No problem. So we're driving. We're, we're, we're driving. All right, first stop. One to two minutes away, we are going to Walgreens. Walgreens is our first stop. I'm like, everyone's like, no. We, we do not want to go to Walgreens. We... Just want to get our sandwiches. Oh, yeah, got it. No problem. No, no more Walgreens. We will skip the Walgreens stop. We go get our sandwiches. He waited outside. It took a while to make these sandwiches, but get the sandwiches. Go back in the van. All right, you guys want breakfast? Right, I got a great breakfast spot. We're passing it right now. It's a great breakfast spot. If you guys want breakfast, they have fantastic bagels here, dude. We just want to go to the hotel. Please, 
You guys don't need sun tan lotion right there. Right? I know you need, I see you guys look a little tired. You need coffee. Let's stop at Starbucks. It'll be a quick three minutes. Stop. We're going to stop at Starbucks here. Everyone in the van just starts screaming, no, go back to the hotel, please. What was wrong with this guy? I, don't, I just need to think he needed a friend. Yeah. I think he needed a friend. So these are all the, these are the people that we hear the Florida man stories about. Correct. <laughs> So you go back to the hotel, and I like push my. I was in the back of the van, and I push my way through. Like, are you guys open? And the guys open the door. Like, yes. I go to the front desk and look at are you open. Like, yeah. Like we haven't like done anything with the rooms because we evacuated. So we were able to get into the second room, put a bunch of stuff in. We got a uh, we got a suite because five of us needed to stay in there. So we got one suite. They didn't charge us more for the upgrade because of our inconvenience, which was nice. All right. So we were able to get the suite, and we had. My cousin's very strange. We had two people sleeping in a king-size bed, which was uh, John and myself. And then in the other part of the suite, we had like a pull-out couch, and we ordered two cots, so three people could sleep in there. All right. Right? So my cousin, we get back from a bar that night, which I'm going to get to in a second, and the couch is pulled out, all ready to go. He starts putting it back in. I'm like, what are you doing? Someone has to sleep on there. He's like, yeah, I don't like the mattress. I'm like, Okay. I'd rather sleep on the couch cushions. That's what he said. He goes, I'd rather sleep on the couch cushions. Yeah, I mean, I, I can like, kind of get behind that. I was like, Some of the pull-out bed couches are not very I was like, do you, want, do you want, like, um, like, blankets and pillows? No, I, I, I don't like pillows. I goes, you just sleep on the couch, like, bare bones here. Yeah, that, 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 that's what I like. <laughs> I'm like, you are a weird guy, man. So we had went to dinner. Is this Mike Bash? No. Oh, all right. So we went to dinner on... Friday night, earlier that evening, right? Went to this awesome Mexican, Mexican spot. Had a delicious kiwi mint margarita. Fantastic, Frank. And dinner, like, Judy had uh, sent all this stuff over the table, like, round of tequila, um, some, like, quesadillas and stuff. It was great. Bills come. Like, 30 bucks a person. Like, all right, that's pretty good, pretty reasonable, all good. We literally get the check. We had not paid yet. Lights go out. Lights go out in the entire place. Flicker back on, go out again. Flicker back on, go out again. The entire street where you're supposed to go out, no power. Now, this is a bachelor weekend of a lifetime. Yeah, no power. So we go to the bar we were at the first night, and admittedly, we were just way tired because we were drinking all day on the boat. We drank at dinner, and now it's just like, you're in a crowded bar with the games and stuff, but it's like, we're crowded, so it's like hotter. And he's like, all right. It's so like we hung out there as like as long as we needed to hang out there. Then we left. Went back. Saturday, we spent all day spike playing spike ball, which is great. Went in the pool, went in the, went in the ocean. Wound up playing a best of seven volley, six on six volleyball game. Which I, I like volleyball. It was awesome. For out of, in like 90 degree heat, for out of shape 30 year olds, we were, we were exhausted. <laughs> Didn't work out very well. We, like, sweat's pouring off our face, right? Like, we're dying. How hot was it actually in Florida? Because it was, like, a it, heat wave It was here. hotter here, yeah, to be I honest. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, it was about, I believe it was 90. Dude, it was, like, 100 degrees here. Yeah, outside. it was 90, and we were at least on and I went to beach. play basketball, like, a clown. I don't know why you would do that. That's very dumb. I went to the pool afterwards. Afterwards? I, I, I was would've... playing basketball shirtless. Got a nice little tan, though. Sure, that's great. Should we compare tans? Scared everyone away. Like a pair of tans? Course. What? Like a pair of tans? No, I mean, you're clearly, uh, <laughs> better skin than myself. There right? you go. Um, so we did that, and of course, it's tw- we're playing best of seven series. 
the score in Game 7, because you know you go to Game 7, because teams are split evenly, 20-20. So now we're playing a 22, of course, you know, having my two. One of my friends go, dives, falls, lands on his hand. His hand is blown up to, like, here. We all think he broke his hand. He has to go to the emergency room because his hand is that swollen. So I try to push back dinner, which was scheduled for 9 o'clock. I call the restaurant. I say, listen, we're going to be late. Say, I'll just mark you as late. You get like 15 minutes. I go, I'm, I'm going to be that late. Like, please just change the reservation 15 minutes. Sir, we don't have anything later. I go, my friend just broke his hand. Can you please push the reservation back? Yeah, yeah we can get 930. That'll work. I go, thank you. We had dinner at 930. We never made it out because we had so much food and so much wine. We we're all just hunched over. And then we were up at 5 a.m. to get a flight home. And that's my bachelor party. There you go. There you go. We'll talk about sports when we come back. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. And we're back here, BFFs. I'm going to quickly get in there before we copyright it immediately. Frank Snapple, Greg Sussman. And Frankie, the biggest news that I've seen in the sporting world today, and we're getting tonight's baseball games um, in the action hour a little bit, but the biggest news I've seen in the sporting world that could affect win totals and whatnot is Odell Beckham's GQ interview today. Did you see this? I have seen the tweets about it and stuff. I didn't ultimately read it myself. Did you? Uh, I did. I, I, I did. And it was a lot about Odell, obviously. And <laughs> I'm not going to be the bitter Giants fan that comes out and now hates Odell Beckham. Like, I think that's disingenuous, you know? Like, why couldn't you have hated him before? I could have. Hate him more now. Just be like... I am so happy he's not on our team. We washed our hands of this diva, and we don't ever have to worry about it again. 1,000% you could do that. All right. Is that what you're doing? But I wasn't like that. I didn't hate him before. Okay. When he was a member of, of my team, my favorite team, and I had those antics, and, and the antics, you'd sit here, you'd watch me, you'd listen to me, you'd be with me for a long time, Frank. I defended it. You, you can make, when he's on your team, a lot of times you can make an excuse of why it's acceptable. It's a passion for the game. You know what I mean? I heard a lot of those excuses out of you over the past couple of years, Greg. No doubt. And I stand by that. Like, his teammates loved him. We know that. Sure, he has his off-the-field stuff. But everybody has off-the-field stuff. Like, Odell, I truly believe, loves football. So, when he left, I'm not going to be the guy, the fan that comes out now and says, I hate Odell. All these antics, I, I hate it. So seeing this interview that he gave the GQ, seeing some of these quotes, it, it makes sense to me. Enlighten me, Greg. They don't bother me. So he says he felt disrespected by the New York Giants when they traded him to the Cleveland Browns. Well, that makes sense. The team traded you. I, why wouldn't you feel disrespected? My initial reaction was not disappointment. I felt disrespected. Like everything I've done for them. This is me being honest. 
The team has not been good for the last six years. Period. Even the year we went to the playoffs, and everyone was talking about this and that, and we went there, and I didn't have a great playoff game. Don't get me wrong. I was terrible. But I left the game with just seven targets. I was supposed to be your number one wide receiver. I left the game with seven targets. We lost. They scored 40 points. It's just all bad. What is wrong about that? There's not one wrong. What is thing wrong with that statement he read? Nothing. I felt disrespected because I felt like I was the main reason at keeping that brand alive. They're getting primetime games, and we were 5-11. and 11. Why? Because people wanted to see the show. You wanted to see me play. <laughs> that's just real rap. I'm not sitting here like it's because of me. But let's be real. That's why we're still getting primetime games. I felt disrespected that we weren't even man enough to sit me down on my face and tell me what's going on. What was wrong about that statement? Well, that is a bit contradictory what he just said, though. Because he is basically saying that it was because of him. But it's he's true. He's saying... But, well, then don't say that it's not about me, then. He say, oh, I don't want to make this about me, but so, everything so he's I, saying is So I think what he's saying is like he's not a me guy. I don't think he... Like, he's not a uh, me... His teammates... <laughs> all I can tell you is that his teammates love him. Every teammate loves Odell Beckham Jr. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe they just like him because of like his passion for the game or whatever. But they love him. But I... He... Loves himself too, Greg. So they asked Odell. He might love football. He loves himself as well. They asked Odell. You say you keep saying you're disrespected. By who? It was a great question. Like the reporter finally followed up. I was like, who? Don't just say them, you know? I'll forever have respect for Mr. Mara. Everything he's ever done for me, he's shown nothing but love. Even when we were having our talks, it was coming from a place of love. I could always feel it. So I'll forever have respect for him. Loves John Mara. All right. Cool. So ownership is in the clear. Yes. But in regards to the general manager, Dave Gettleman, and the coach, Pat Shermer, <laughs> to be called like that and then to be texted by your coach and be like, oh, yeah, I heard the news. Yeah, you heard the news? It happened because of you. The reason I'm gone is because of you. Which is, again, mm. pretty true. Dave get- because of Odell Beckham. Dave, no, it's not. Yeah, he didn't fuel them wanting to trade him at all, Greg. You don't tra- all, all his his off the field stuff, his it his, is, his it- antics on the field and stuff. He makes he creates distractions where there shouldn't be any, Greg. I mean, he adds an extra distraction to the team that doesn't necessarily have to be there. Now, I understand you have to take the good with the bad because of the talent level that he provides on the field. But there are a lot of old school people. I mean, I, you can pull every Giants fan downstairs, and I will guarantee you that more of them will say that his distraction was not worth the talent level than people who will say that it was worth it. Not one of the people downstairs yep. are in that room. Mm-hmm. Not one of the people upstairs are in that room. That talent level is tops in the league. Odell Beckham's the best wide receiver that's ever played in New York. Ever. That's fair. He's one of the top wide receivers currently in the NFL. Those distractions on the field, they're real. They're unacceptable. The fights with Josh Norman are unacceptable. Kicking the stupid field goal net, fine, unacceptable. Peeing in the end zone, pretty funny. But the boat trips, come on, Greg. He didn't just go on the boat trip. I know. Every wide receiver on the team went on the boat trip. But the thing was, Victor right Cruz. after the boat trip, he sucked. He sucked. Sure. And he spoke about that too. Seven targets that game. Mm-hmm. He should have doubled that. That's fair. Right? Feed that, him was, the ball. that was a different coaching staff at the time, correct? Yes, it's been McAdoo's coaching yes. staff. But Pat Shermer 
Clearly, he didn't have time for this nonsense with Odell. He didn't have time for the antics. Ben McAdoo handled it one way, where he basically did the total opposite. He basically just said, Odell's going to Odell, and I'm, I don't care. He's too talented. Never took him off the field, and he's very, very productive. Pat Shermer said, enough of this BS, and when he went down with his, what, calf injury at the end of the year that probably wasn't really an injury, it was Pat Shermer saying enough, most likely. So, Wait, there, so you think it's Pat Shermer who didn't want Odell Beckham on the field? I think it was Pat Shermer who went to the game. Odell Beckham didn't have anything to do with it. He's just like, eh, the season's over. I don't want to play anymore. You don't, you don't think that that was part, part of his mindset at all? No. I, see, I, I think, disagree. I think Odell Beckham loves football. I do. I think he loves himself a lot as well, Greg. I agree. But you're paid to play football. And that's what he does. Now, Pat, so if he didn't rush back to try and get back on the field, then who is that on? Because I remember us sitting right here and I said, I don't want to draft this guy anymore because he gets hurt every year and it seems like he doesn't really try his hardest to get back on the field. I don't know if that's true. Greg, I mean, it was like a phantom injury last year. I, like, why wasn't he on the field? Because the Giants did not want him. Pat Shermer, excuse me, did not want him. Did not feel the trouble was worth it. Dave Gettleman I mean, doesn't you don't feel know the trouble was for, worth it. But yeah, but I do is, because they traded him away. The chicken or the egg, though. Yes, it's like yes. one thing. It's like, was it... Was it those guys that just didn't want him on the field? They didn't want the distraction, or was it also Odell Beckham saying, "You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna risk myself for this franchise. You know, I don't, I don't care about them. They don't care about me. But whatever." But it was like he knew he was gonna get traded. Eh. Let me finish the quote. I think it's a little bit of both. Continue. The reason I'm gone is because of you, Pat Shermer. It was just, it was just tough because the way I initially felt. On the other side of it, I was excited about a new start because I had been honestly been praying to God the season before this season for a change. I'm praying to God this season. I've been praying to God the season before this season for a change. Beckham said there were times last year where he was pacing up and down the sideline asking, why did you sign me? He then signed, of course, a record five-year deal for $95 million. He didn't feel like he was utilized enough. Probably true. And that's in line with every, you know, diva wide receiver that's ever been around. You have to weigh... If they're worth this mentality and distraction from Terrell Owens to Antonio Brown, look, it's, he's not the first diva wide receiver to be traded. All these guys have been traded. You can make the argument against all of them, right? Yeah. Antonio Brown, was he worth the headache? Well, he helped the Steelers win a Super Bowl. Sure. One's in his 30s, one's in the prime of his career still. Just saying. I mean, Antonio Brown still kind of seems like he's in his prime, Greg. I don't disagree. We'll see if Terrell Owens was traded multiple times throughout his prime. Well, he was a free agent. And then was traded. And then was traded. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this isn't foreign. It's not like the Giants were the first team ever to do this. Now, maybe it was handled differently from the other teams. It seemed like ownership got a little bit more so along with, like, Antonio Brown or whatever. Like, they yeah. left on good terms. He likes ownership, just doesn't like the coaching staff. And the general manager. Yeah. Take a break It doesn't here. seem like anybody likes Dave Gettleman. No, it, <laughs> it doesn't. Let's take a break. More on the way. It's BFFs. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
Do you want to risk-free wagers up to $1,000? Go to pointsbet.com slash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets up to 1000 bucks. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you bet the Maryland Terrapins minus three, and they cover the spread by eight, you'll receive eight times your stake. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply, and see the website for details. Back with you here on the BFFs. Frank Stample, Greg Sussman hanging out. Frank, I was rude. Uh, what were you doing this weekend other than being an idiot and playing basketball uh, outside in 100-degree weather? I also took a dip in the family pool. I went out to do karaoke in a uh, karaoke room here in the city. Had a nice little room to myself, a couple other buddies there, BYOB, so that's always great. And then I uh, went out dancing a spot called Pyramid Club. All 80s music, Greg. And then yesterday, just, just a really uh, a lot of fantasy baseball. Catching up on fantasy baseball, writing on the Patreon, and um, putting all my bids in and stuff. That was it. Not, nothing too crazy. We had a pretty good night of bids, thanks to you. I was, oh God, it was just like so hot this weekend though. I remember coming out of where we were dancing on uh, Saturday and it was still like 90, 95 degrees. And of course, the idiots that we were, we went to get artichoke pizza, Greg. Ew. It was a terrible idea. I tried to, I tried to tell you this. <laughs> just don't eat that when it's 90 degrees outside. No, it's an awful, awful it was, idea. Oh gosh, I hated myself. Did you uh, catch any of the Hall of Fame ceremony over the weekend? Uh, yeah, I caught a lot of the, the quotes from uh, yesterday. Um, I thought Roy Halladay's wife, she did a great job as well. I uh, really enjoyed that. You heard Mariano Rivera uh, opening up the quote. Why do I always have to go last? I don't know what's going on here. I don't think it went over as well as he thought it would. That was pretty funny, right? No? Fine. I mean, come on, Greg. It was, it have was, some fun with it, right? I do. I, I do have fun with it. I thought it was fine. Uh, yeah, but I, I saw some of it yesterday. Nothing too crazy. I, I didn't watch it live. I caught the highlights like later on at night. I wanted to mention a couple of baseball notes before we get into our baseball bats and just talk about um, why some of the things are changing. And that goes to a guy we picked up in fantasy baseball and a guy that I think is worth talking about because he's a former top prospect. And we love talking about prospects at any time. And we'll get into this when we talk about the Giants. But it's Tyler Beatty. And he's a former top prospect, longtime top prospect for the Giants. And all of a sudden, he's kind of turned things around, Frank. Uh, yeah, so Tyler Beatty with the San Francisco Giants. I mean, together with the Giants, the Giants are turning things around right now as well. They find themselves, what, two, three games out of the wild card. They have to decide whether or not they want to be buyers or sellers. A lot of that success has come with uh, Tyler Beatty pitching well. He's allowed three earned runs or less in five of his last six starts. During that six-start stretch, Greg, a 2.68 ERA, a 1.05 whip. He's throwing more strikes. He's getting ahead in the count. He's always had issues with control. And now he's using uh, he's using a new slider, I noticed, huh? So his last three starts, he's throwing the slider 17% of the time. And whenever you see a starting pitcher use a new pitch, light bulb kind of goes off in your head, where if you're having success with that, then there's some kind of correlation. Well, his last start out, he threw eight shutout innings against the New York Mets. Throwing this new slider kind of reminds me a little bit of Jamison Tyone from last year as well. So, yeah, I was pretty aggressive on, uh, on Tyler Beattie this weekend in terms of picking him up for fantasy baseball. Both him and the San Francisco Giants, man, things are pointing up. Do you think that the Giants should still be sellers, Greg? I do. Yeah. I do. So that's, been, that's the big conversation this week. Should the Giants be sellers? Because they have pieces in that bullpen and in Madison Bumgarner. My answer is yes, because they're hot right now. Absolutely. Their pitching has been better. Their hitting has been better. 
But long term, they're not positioned for success. They need to replenish that farm system. They need to get better. And the only way to do that is to make trades in a year that you're just not going to win anything. You're not good enough to beat the Dodgers. You're not good enough, um, in my opinion, to beat the Cubs or But well, Greg, they the won the World Series as a wild card before. They can make magic happen again. They're not good enough, Frank. Yeah, I don't know that they're going to be able to beat the Washington Nationals against Max Scherzer in a one-game playoff. As yeah. fun as it would be to see Scherzer versus Bumgarner. Awesome. That'd be awesome. Awesome. I still believe that they should be sellers. I'm with you, Greg. I think uh, they end up trading a lot of pieces of this bullpen. But I was talking to a Giants fan this weekend, Greg, and they pointed something out to me that I thought was interesting. I'm not so sure that they're going to trade Madison Bumgarner anymore because if they hold on to him, they can extend the qualifying offer. Sure. Which means if a team wants to sign him, they have to give up their first round pick. Yeah. So that makes it easier for them to re-sign Madison Bumgarner if that's something that they wanted to do in the offseason because we just saw Dallas Keuchel not get signed until June. Same thing with Craig Kimbrell. So I think if ultimately the Giants decide not to trade him, then it makes it easier for them to re-sign him. And you know he's been a cornerstone of their franchise. He's been there his entire career. Like it actually wouldn't surprise me at this point if they don't trade Madison Bumgarner. I don't think he's moved. I think he's definitely moved. I think he has to be moved. All right. I mean, they could still, they can trade him and try and re-sign him in the offseason like the Yankees did with Chapman. It's not unheard of, and actually, but it's easier to re-sign them when you extend the qualifying offer. Very off. much so, because actually, if he gets traded, um, he can not be offered the qualifying offer, I believe, this year. To, by another team? Correct. Yeah, they can't, only the Giants, if they keep him, can extend the qualifying offer. Correct. So that's why I th- I, I'm starting to lean more so that they're going to keep him. I think they trade him because the first round pick's great, but like you can get more help on the way sooner if you trade him. Who do you think uh, is the leader to acquire Madison Bumgarner at this point? I think the Braves are the leader to acquire Madison Bumgarner. Braves. I think you would love to play there. Give up some of those young arms that they have, maybe like a Tuki Toussaint or Correct. Bryce Wilson. Correct. Or- uh, Kyle, Kyle Wright. Wright. Yeah, someone like that. Exactly. Give up some of those younger pieces. Get Madison Bumgarner. You then get into a position to re-sign him. He wants to play there. He lives close to there. And now your rotation gets more formidable for the postseason, right? It's Bumgarner. It's Keichel. It's Soroka. That's a nice little three. It's a nice They probably need another one. Because right now, Soroka, Keichel, and who would be their third? Anibal Sanchez? How great do you feel about that? He's on the Braves again? Am I, am I missing somebody? Yeah, I don't know, he's on the he's on Nationals. National. I keep, you know, because he played on the Braves last yeah, yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, It's like, I keep going I, back I was, and forth. I, I was and like, it, isn't he on And he started against the Braves over the weekend. So I was, I, that was a little confusing. I, I keep going back and forth because he played there just last year, and I keep confusing myself. He's, it, it seems like he's played for every single team in the league. He's played in every, basically every team in the, uh, the National League East except for the Mets. It's like, got, so it's probably Julio, hard to remember. It's probably Julio Tehran. He, I mean, how great do you feel about him? You don't, and, you don't feel good about Tehran. You don't no, feel good about Gal- you don't feel good about Gausman. Pitched really well, well last, last night. night. Yeah, I actually watched some of that game last night. His first two ball, the first in the first inning, the first two hitters, he like falls to the warning track. I'm like, oh god, this is not going to be a good night for Kevin yeah. Gausman. It worked out all right. Kevin Gausman, yeah, he pitched well. So, uh, so you're saying you're saying the Braves? All right, yeah. I mean, look, I don't think I don't think he's going to end up with the Yankees. Maybe the Minnesota Twins? What do you think about that, Greg? They can use another pitcher. I think we messed up not betting on the Indians when we had the chance. I actually talked about this last week. I had uh, had Alex up here on Thursday. We were talking about some MLB futures that we like, and I mentioned the uh, the Indians and the Nationals. I know the Nationals, you know, dropped one last night. They're now six and a half games out. But, Greg, it seems like a month ago, 
the Nationals were like 13 out. 100%. And they've cut it in half. Why can't they cut it in half again by the end of the season? The still have two and a half months. Yeah, months. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. The Indians were to like win the it was to win the AL. They were like plus something like ridiculous, like fifty to one. And I was like, Dude, when when the Nationals were thirteen games out, you could have got them at like plus fourteen hundred to win a division. We talked and about it on the program. Yeah, you did. Now they're like plus five fifty or something, or plus six hundred. Yeah. So those odds have been cut in half because the lead has been cut in half. The Twins are same thing with the Indians. Last week the Indians were I think they were plus. Uh, Plus 400 or something to come back and win this division? They're only three games out. Yeah, we definitely, I mean, I messed up not betting on the Indians then. The Twins have been struggling lately, and now they go into a big set with the Yankees, and they don't really beat the Yankees very much. No, they don't. Tonight, Martin Perez going up against CeCe Sabathia. We'll see what happens there. The Yankees certainly could use another pitcher themselves. You know, you look at this rotation, and the Yankees, while they have the best record in the AL, is it sustainable, right? I I don't know that it is. As awesome as the Yankees have been this season, Greg, I still have question marks about their pitching. I mean, you look at over the past month, Tanaka over the past month has like a 5 ERA. He hasn't pitched well. James Paxton got destroyed yesterday. I don't think he's 100%. So the Yankees have all these question marks in their pitching staff. Domingo Herman is fine. We don't know if we're going to get if they're going to get anything from Severino this year. Sure. So yeah, I think they're going to trade for someone. What do you think it's going to be? I said before the show, I think it's probably Marcus Stroman. I think he just makes the most sense for An them. Extra year of Extra uh, control. year. He wants to be in New York. He's from New York, Long Island specifically. Correct. He'd love to play for the Yankees. He's pitched in the pro season before. I think they like these uh, these heavy slider guys, these uh, Robbie Ray and Matt Boyd types. But the thing is, does it really move the needle? That's what you have to ask yourself. I can definitely see Robbie Ray. I definitely can see that. He struggles with walks and home runs. I know. Not going to be Yankee doing Yankee Stadium. I know. I know. Matt Boyd, you know, while the... Uh, the, the K-to-walk ratio is phenomenal this season. And his XFIP is great. His ERA is rising rapidly. Yeah, Matt yeah. Boyd has not pitched well. I put him in Yankee Stadium, how's that going to work? Agreed. Totally agree with that. I think I, I think if they end up making, if the only move that they make is like a Robbie Ray or Matt Boyd, that is, a, that is a, a loss. That is a losing situation for the Yankees at the trade deadline. What about Mike Miner? I think there's a lot of smoke and mirrors there as well. I know he's pitched well in Texas, so it's not really the, the best place to pitch as well. It's tough. It's a hitting environment. It's a hitting ballpark. But the underlying numbers, too, the XFIP with Mike Miner, the, the skill interactive ERA, the Sierra, they're both up over four. While, you know, the ERA is in the high twos, low three range. I think, I think there's some smoke and mirrors there with Mike Miner. I don't trust him overall. I also don't want to give him a significant package for a guy that has a brutal injury history. Yeah, so, look, you could say the same thing about Marcus Stroman, right? So, he's got the low threes ERA, but I believe his XFIP is just over four as well. But he has that, you know, that bulldog mentality, right? He's got some swag. He's has, he has some swag, as, as Chris Venture would say, the closer. He's got some swag, Marcus Stroman. He's pitched in big games in the WBC. He pitched well there. Uh, he's pitching the postseason already with the Toronto Blue Jays as well, so he has some experience with that. I get behind it. I think they would want Stroman and Ken Giles. They probably want both of those guys. Both? Ken Giles? Well, they've talked about that before, right? Remember there was a report like two weeks ago? I know. They I... were scouting Ken Giles? No, thanks. Hey, I'm not a fan. You know I'm not a fan of Ken Giles. Yeah, I'm good on, I'm good on that. I'm good on that. He's been like, kind of hurt this year. He's been like in and out of the bullpen. But when he's pitched this year, he has pitched really well. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break here. When we come back, 
Our best hey, bets thanks tonight. for downloading best the podcast. Forever. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. So we're back here, BFFs. Before we get into the best bets forever, you're savage, bro. Savage. A little rallying cry for the New York Yankees, huh? You have not had the opportunity to opine on Aaron Boone's epic rant, Greggy. What'd you think? I thought it was great. I, I thought it was great. They're a team of savages, right? Every team needs a rallying cry, and this, <laughs> this one's is the savage thing. We had the thumbs down a couple of years ago. They rallied behind that. Uh, yeah, this could be something that we look back on uh, at the end of the season and see, like, this is, uh, you know, this is really what they all they all uh, rallied around, as as you mentioned it, right? Is uh, being savages in the box, Greg? Do you have any remorse for uh, said umpire who got destroyed? No, <laughs> because there was people on Twitter like, "Come on, give the guy a break. He's a rookie ump." But at the same time, you know, Florio and I spoke about this on Friday. Most of the time, umpires are not even held to a standard. And they can do whatever they want. And a lot of the times... So that's not true. But, like, they make it about themselves at times. Like, umpires have egos, too. And there's times where, like, players won't even do anything and they'll just get tossed from games. And and that, that's, that's really the main reason why I can't really have remorse for this guy. Even though he's a rookie ump, like, come on. I mean, if you're watching that game, too, he was not having a good game. He was not having a good game. I wasn't, was, I wasn't watching it was the epic. game. But- it was awesome from Aaron Boone. That's a good pitcher over there. My guys, savages in the box. Tighten that up. Tighten it up. That seemed fair. I don't know. Why did he get suspended for that? I think he, like, they said he made contact. Did he? I, I didn't see him make contact. I, it might have been, like, inadvertent when he first ran up there. I don't know. It's, I guess they had to do something to discipline him, right? Yes. It was awesome, man. It was awesome. It was really cool. <laughs> All right. Um, let's hit the fantasy best best forever. You ready to do it? Let's go. All right. MLB tonight. We had a lot of games on the slate tonight. So we'll begin in Washington as my man Eric Fede. Patrick Lambert. Betty Wap. From Nationals Park in D.C. This is the only game that I see tonight that has a flash flood watch issued here, Greg. So you have to pay attention to some weather here between uh, Eric Fede and Peter Lambert. Don't really like either pitcher in this one at all, really, Greg. And uh, the Nationals are uh, favorites here, minus 156 with a total at 10.5. I don't love this game. I don't love this game either. I'm not touching this. Yeah, like, really? Like, Rocky's been Eric cold, though. Fetty is, yeah. you know, a, that big of a favorite, minus 156. I get it. The Nationals have been hot, but is it really because of him? Oh, I know. I don't know. And then the 10.5, like, the total could go either way, especially if the weather is bad here, too, so... Nah, it's just that's a stay away game for me. I got a pick 'em game for you. It's the Cardinals and the Pirates. Danny Ponce de Leon, Trevor Williams, who I learned uh, was a famous explorer. You did learn that here on the show. You did, yeah. Yeah, we 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 ter- we talk about uh, world history at times here. We try, yeah. It's a little little history lesson for you. Sure, we're teaching everybody. What do you think, Frank? Mostly me. Uh, so Daniel Ponce de Leon going up against Trevor Williams. I'm surprised that this game is actually a pick'em here, Greg. I understand that the Cardinals are the road team here, but Trevor Williams is uh, sporting a uh, 
a nifty, that's the word I'll use, a nifty 5.17 ERA, while Daniel Ponce de Leon has a, he has a 2.80 ERA overall, but in nine starts this season, he has a 2.6 ERA. Last time out against the uh, Pirates, he did not perform well, but I actually like the Cardinals a decent bit here in this spot. Trevor Williams is not a good pitcher. I'm going to take the Cardinals today. Minus 108. It's one of my best bets of the night. Yeah, I like the Cardinals too. It's one of my, my best bets as well. We're both in on the Cardinals. Trevor Williams hasn't been good. Ponce de Leon up and down. I like the Cardinals tonight. Minus 108. Minus 108. Take a game. Yeah, minus, yeah. It's, it's exactly uh, the odds are the same on both sides on the FanDuel Sports with minus 108 for both teams. Pick them. Give me Ponce de Leon and the Cardinals. The Cleveland Indians are in Toronto. Take on the Blue Jays. Mike Clevenger versus Ryan Barucki. Indians are a heavy favorite. Indians, minus 176. Last time out, Mike Clevenger put on a clinic. Pitched extremely well, and obviously these Cleveland Indians are red hot right now. How about this, Greg? Bring up a fantasy baseball trade I made over the weekend, a keeper trade. Yes. I know that you've been making keeper trades a yes. lot as well recently. I gave up Zach Wheeler, a 22nd-round keeper, for Zach Greinke and Jose Ramirez. The surging Jose Ramirez. What do you think about that? Buying Jose Ramirez. Over the past month, he's batting like 320, Greg. Kids buying Jose Ramirez now. <laughs> this is where we've gotten to. So I had the option of Jose Ramirez or Matt Chapman, actually. But I took Jose Ramirez because Chapman was dealing with like a foot ankle right. injury thing. Right, right, right. It's like, let me not risk this. Jose Ramirez is playing well. He's really good for points leagues, too, because he makes a lot of contacts. So sure. That's what I ended up doing. But for tonight, Mike Clevenger against uh, Barucky. Barucky we saw a little bit last season. This is his season debut tonight. He's going to throw around 80 pitches. That's according to the Toronto Blue Jays. The only way I would take the Cleveland Indians is if I'm, you know, parlaying them with another really big favorite tonight. Maybe a Garrett Cole going up against Oakland or uh, Robbie Ray and the Diamondbacks going up against the Orioles. Like, I wouldn't want to just take the Indians at minus 176. And this total could go either way because I could see the Indians having a big game against Ryan Barucki, who's making his season debut. This is a stay away from me, Greg. Yeah, I agree. I'm not really, me- I'm not really messing with this one. Uh, either, you know... Too heavy, with, as good as Clev's been, too, good, too heavy on the Cleveland Indians tonight. I can't, mess, I can't ultimately mess with this one. But as you're talking about that, I was looking into the next game. It's the Red Sox and Eddie Rodriguez against your boy, Jalen Beeks. Beeks from the Tampa Bay Rays. This is a big-time matchup in the AL East as both teams try to stay in it. They're both in competition for the wild card. I believe like nine or ten games back of the Yankees here at this point. This is an interesting one. I'm kind of liking the Rays. Yeah, so I was watching uh, ESPN last night after the baseball game, and they mentioned that the Red Sox next, I believe it's 16 games, are against the Yankees and Rays, just yeah. alternating series. So yep. this is basically do-or-die time for the this Boston Red Sox. Eduardo Rodriguez, a 4.34 ERA on the season. Jalen Beeks, 2.78 ERA, has been used more so in the follower role this season. This is his first start of the season, so while he has pitched well this year, he's not necessarily used to starting at the major league level. So we'll see how this one breaks out. Uh, very low total at 8.5. I have a little bit of interest in the over in this game, Greg. Just okay. for the reasons I mentioned with Jalen Beeks yep. getting thrust back into starting this game. How deep is he going to go? We're probably going to have to see a lot of relievers on the Tampa Bay side of things. And then... It feels like for years, Eduardo Rodriguez has always struggled against the Tampa sure, Bay Rays. Sure, So uh, the over 8.5 wouldn't surprise me, but it's not one of my best bets tonight. Yeah, 8.5's a small number for both of these pitchers. I mean, I could see one of them, one of the teams going over 8.5 runs tonight. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, so 
I like the over here. Also not one of my best bets. But one of my best bets is coming up next, and it's the Reds and the Brewers. All-star Sonny Gray, an underdog tonight in former, Milwaukee. Former Yankee, great. Against Chase Anderson. The over-under sits at nine. I like the Reds. I like Sonny Gray here, Frankie. Yeah, Sonny Gray, 3.40 ERA, 120 strikeouts on the season, going up against Chase Anderson, 3.96 ERA. Don't look now. Chase Anderson has actually pitched well over the past, you know, five, six starts. He's not going very deep into games. I think they're basically uh, treating him with kids' gloves here. They're not, uh, you know, third time through the order. They're not even letting Chase Anderson go anywhere near that. So we could see a decent amount of bullpens on both sides here. I thought about going with Sonny Gray as my best bet, so... Uh, so I don't hate that. You're getting Put him, him at, uh, at plus 102. I like that value, but um, I like it. I ultimately ended up not loving it, so it's not one of my best bets. It is one of your best bets. Yes, sir. You locked that in there. All right, so the Cincinnati Reds money line at plus 102 yep. against the Brewers in Miller Park. Marlins and White Sox, Trevor Richards and Ivan Nova. This is gross, but it's a kind of pick <laughs> game as well. Marlins are minus 104, Nova and the White Sox minus 110. The over under the total here is a 10. Yeah, so this game is uh, is in Chicago again. You mentioned it. It's a uh, it's a gross one. It's Trevor Richards going up uh, against Ivan Nova. Basically a pick'em. The Miami Marlins money line at minus one hundred four. The Chicago White Sox at minus one ten. Uh, I know you like the Marlins here. I, I do kind of like the Marlins here, Greg. I mean, Richards has been inconsistent, but uh, his ERA is like a run and a half lower than Ivan Nova's on the season. So. If I had to choose something from this game, I would go with the Marlins money line. Yeah, that's that's where I'm leaning. I agree. But the total is 10. It's like, do you really want to have to depend on the Marlins to score runs here? And the White Sox are playing without Eloy Jimenez as well. So, yeah, the total is, uh, that might be a little bit of a tough one to reach here. But the, the Marlins at minus 104, I do like it. I yeah, I like it as well. I think... The Marlins and Trevor Richards, certainly something you can consider tonight. Ivan Noah stinks, as, although I do try to bet on him every week. Um, hasn't really worked out. Also for former yet. Yankee great. Speaking of the Yankees, they're up next. They're in Minnesota. They're only minus 112 tonight. Martin Perez against CeCe Sabathia. Over-under sits at 11. You gotta like the Yankees, right? Uh, this is a tough one, too, because... And they always beat the Twins. They do, but they, they've they struggled against lefties, Greg. We've talked about that a lot this Multiple year. Multiple occasions. I, I remember, you know, we were talking about a game where they were going up against Clayton Richard and the Toronto Blue Jays ended up losing that game. Um, you wanted to take, like, Jason Vargas in the Mets earlier this season against the Yankees. Got rained big, out, thankfully. Big value there. But uh, overall, this season, the Yankees are 20th in weighted on base average against left-handed pitching. So, while it's, it's close value and it's good for the Yankees because they are one of the best teams in baseball... I don't love this matchup against Martin Perez and the lefty. This is probably a stay away for me tonight. CC Sabathia against Martin Perez. It's a stay away, fine. But I really like CC Sabathia and the Yankees tonight. Is it, it one of your best bets? Locking it in here, Greg? No, I, I think I made my best bet already. I'm not going to make another one. You have two. You have two best bets. Well, I, you can make as many as you want. I understand. Depends on the slate, Greg. You really like the slate? Make as many bets as you want. It's not my best bet, but I do like CC Sabathia tonight. All right. Uh, Garrett Cole, heavy favorite over Homer Bailey and the Athletics. That seems to make sense. Yeah, it's uh, yeah Homer Bailey making his, I believe it's the second start now with that the Oakland uh, Garrett Cole, 10-5 and five on the season. He's just been awesome. 3.12 ERA. It's July 22nd. He has 194 strikeouts. That is not a typo, but they're huge favorites tonight. So, again, the only way that I'm betting on you know teams like the Astros and or, or the Indians when they're that, this big of a favorite is... Let me put a few of those teams together and see what that turns out to be. So, 
Greg, can I interest you in parlaying Mike Clevenger and Garrett Cole together tonight? Two-team parlay, plus 112. Yes. Very good. Yes, you can. Can I get the Astros and the Indians to win tonight? You can. Yeah, it's not bad. Pretty good value there, huh? Absolutely. Handle Sportsbook. Put those two together. You get them at plus 112. I'm in, man. I'm in. I like it. Let's do it. I like it. Uh, the D-backs. Robbie Ray. Heavy favorite over Aaron Brooks and the Orioles. Yeah. Heavy favorite. Almost as heavy as Garrett Cole going up against the Oakland A's. Robbie Ray and the Diamondbacks minus 270. The total in this game is at nine. So obviously, you know, you like the Diamondbacks. Don't love them. I mean, the Orioles just beat up on a lefty yesterday and David Price. Trey Mancini came back to life. Two home runs for Boom Boom. Is it wrong that, like, I kind of want to like the Orioles tonight just based on that value? It's plus 230. It's just, I feel like Robbie Ray and the Diamondbacks should not be this big of a favorite. By the way, fantasy baseball, real happy I didn't drop Boom Boom. Yeah. Real happy. He has two multi-home run games in his last four. I dropped Alex Smith instead. Ah. Sorry. That was fun while it lasted, Greg. It was a good time. And I talk you into the Baltimore Orioles tonight, Greg? No. No, no chance. All right. No, no. Even at that value? Alex Mills. Even, even the worst teams win 50 games a year, Greg. No. <laughs> Alex Mills. Or Alan Mills. Mills takes on Sean Anderson. <laughs> Mills. We'll just go with Mills. <laughs> and the Giants. Uh, this was also a pick em here. Uh, a lot of close That would be tonight. Alec Mills, yes. It was Alec Mills. I was right. 4.50 ERA going that. up against Sean Anderson. Mr. Anderson. What do you think? Total at 8.5. Ugh. God, this is a gross game. If I had to do something, it would be Cubs money line. But I don't love it. Okay. Not really. Last game of the night, yeah. Texas Rangers. Adrian Sampson. Seattle Mariners. Marco Gonzalez. Total is 10. Probably see a lot of runs scored in this game. Eh. My other best bet, I'm going to go over. with uh, yeah. the Miami Marlins, Greg. You talked me into it, talk even though it. you didn't talk about it. All right. Minus 104, Marlins money line. All right. I'll go with the, I'll go with the Cardinals, and I'll go with, uh, what else did I take here? We both took the Sunny Cardinals. Gray. You took Sunny Gray in the wrist. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's cool. All right. Take a break. We'll wrap up the show. We come back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Final three minutes here of the show. Frank Stample, Greg Sussman with you. At the window, Sean Guastamacchia is coming your way next. At the window. Should be fun. Yeah, Sean is uh, here in the studio. He's hanging out. Yeah, he's, he's hanging out, getting ready for his show. And it, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. He's got his team previews. There's a lot going on on At the Window. We have the camera, but it's facing Frank. But he's here. We promise you. Sean's here. Uh, and Sean, obviously, coming your way next. Kickball officially canceled tonight, Frank. Oh, I'm sorry, Greg. So what are you going to do uh, in the absence of kickball? You have anything planned? No, I'm going to. And Judy's not home either. So I'm going to have to make something for dinner. Uh, make something for yourself. But that's good. It You're is. You control. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. It sounds like your feet up. Sounds like it'll be pasta now. <laughs> Walk around in your boxes. I might, in this weather, I might have to. Watch some Yankees. Oh, yeah. You're right. Gonna be a nice night for you. It's gonna be a nice night. Right. I went to perfectly fine. So I went to the supermarket yesterday, and I got a lot of cool stuff for this week. I'm excited about it. A lot of cool stuff. I went to the supermarket yesterday as well, Greg, just to buy ice cream. 
It was uh, buy one, get one free. I got a little cookies and cream, a little chocolate chip cookie dough. Is that too much cookies? You like those ice cream flavors. I like vanilla. I know. You know, we actually spoke about this, I, I think, did. earlier in the year. And uh, I was like, it's not surprising. Greg, vanilla ice cream. That's it. Small man. That's Greg. No sprinkles, no cones, no, no syrup. Give this man vanilla ice cream. That's it. Simple man. <laughs> I mean, there's a simple man, but come on, Greg. You got you to gotta do better than that when it comes to the ice cream. Sunday, anything? I like rainbow sprinkles. Banana split, something? Mm. Stashio, I like. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's all I got for you. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I like pistachio the nut. I don't like the, uh, the ice cream. I'm out. It is. Um, Anything chocolate, really. Sure. Chocolate fudge brownie. Sure. Ooh. Perfect. Let's go. Yeah. Um, all right. Tonight, Yankees and Twins. I really like the Yankees a lot tonight. I really like CC's bath. They might have been on it, but what I like What division do you want to jump into tomorrow, Greg? In terms of fantasy football. Sure. So now we finish the uh, AFC East. And the AFC South. AFC Least, rather. We're, we're doing that? Uh, the New England Patriots We're have the that? easiest schedule in the NFL. Great. I will go with the... You have the North available? And the West, yeah. We have the West. I think it's time to talk about the, the North. We're talking about Odell Beckham today. We the North! Let's talk more about Odell Beckham tomorrow. Odell Beckham and the Brownies. Yeah. What other team? Well, I think that one. You pick the other one. Bengals! Let's go orange. City of Ohio. Orange all around. It's, day of, it's Ohio Day. The Ohio. Ohio Day on the BFF. He's Frank Stample. I'm Greg Sussman. Sean Guastamacchia is up next for At the Window. Have a great afternoon. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We, we hope. hope.